Okay, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's your girl, Sasha, from Grown and Opinionated. I'm here to crack this mic. I want to shout out to my sister. You know I love you, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Um, she sent me a text while I was stuck in traffic this morning. Can you guys effing believe this? From Jersey City to Elizabeth, New Jersey, I was in traffic for three hours. Three when at that point I pulled over and I did my meeting and what I had to do on Zoom. But I was three hours from Jersey City to Elizabeth. And then I still had to finish up the route after. But she sent me a text while I was going through all of this. And she said, where's the podcast? And she uh, put the tap it baby emoji. And this is why I love her. And I'm letting you know, because she's like one of my out of the 10 listeners. She's one. I love you for that because one of the things is that when you have a passion or you want to do something, you also have to show up and be consistent. And like I say every week, like I'm going to crack this mic twice a week um, and just to hold myself accountable and be consistent with it so that I'm I'm providing the service. Well, if y'all feel it's like a service, I guess if you enjoy it or I'm annoying the fuck out of y'all. But I'm providing and I'm showing up and, you know, the whole thing about the mustard seed and da, 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 and you just need to show up. So thank you. I'm here. Um, I had a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. I can't wait till I can do this live and kind of get people to call in because then we could do like you pick the topic. Um, I had one about accountability and um, holding yourself responsible. Jada Pinkett Smith, who was getting on my mother-loving nerves. And the other topic I wanted to talk about was parenting. Um, it wasn't anything good in the gossip other than Jada this week. So, I don't know. That's what I was picking out. Um, so, I guess with the parenting and accountability, I could kind of tie those both in and with Jada. But... What it got um, last night when I was thinking about and preparing uh, what I was going to talk about this week on the podcast, because I didn't do the episode yesterday, I was thinking about this whole parenting issue. And as you guys know, I always say I'm trying to be more open and vulnerable with everything. But there, I have four children. Um, two are, in a, are adults, and then two are minors. And I always joke and tell people, like, I actually am getting the chance to do, like, an experiment because I've had one set of kids where I did certain things, whether I knew right from wrong or not. Um, I did those things. And now I have another set of kids to do certain things um, to see if it makes a difference. I know, like, one of the things that I used to do with my older set, like I didn't allow them to play with toy guns and um, things like that. Like they just were not allowed to have them. And then with this set, Zach has like a whole, um, well, that's his name, but he has a whole Nerf gun collection. And I'm like, well, let's see if this has any different bearing on how, you know, or a different effect on him. There's other things that I'm doing. Um, which I guess would also tie into holding myself accountable. Uh, like, I've been really open and honest about what my, how I felt about parenting or my attitude was about parenting earlier on compared to now. 
and um like I'm here now and my my only thing all day has been I hope I'm able to pick up the kids and if I have to get someone else to pick them up you know will I have time for them and things like that but that's really something that's important to me is to be there at the end of the day yelling their names at the gate and picking them up um other things that are important to me that I didn't feel like were important with the other children um like being around being present things like that so one of the things that I know both of my older kids have said and I've accepted from them and take um accountability which I have to take accountability for is that they're like well you weren't really raising us and you weren't around you weren't there for us and you didn't really raise us. And I I told them, I have to accept that if that's how they feel. I can't change how they feel. And I have to accept accountability for it. Now, while I was in, I mean, I wasn't out in these streets shaking my ass Monday through Thursday at a club or things like that. I was in postgraduate school. I was working, but it really doesn't matter. I wasn't there. At the end of the day, I just wasn't there for them. And that's all they remember. And as far as raising them, I I tell them all the time, I'm like, listen, I had two kids. I was a teen teen mom. Look, I was a teen mom before teen mom was cool or MTV. But I had two kids by the time I was 19, and I'm in college with two kids. I mean, I don't know what more you could expect, but I do acknowledge that, and I understand it. So now, to correct that, I'm more present and being emotionally there for the other two kids because I'm like, listen, I I literally have an example here of two kids who say, you weren't there for me emotionally, you weren't there present, and you didn't raise me. And some of the values I've always said, like some of the values or things that they do, I could tell it's like it's, it's so conflicting and in direct contrast of what I believe and what I hold near that I'm like, okay, you could have only gotten it from somewhere else. And how does that happen now? And again, like I said, I got to hold myself accountable. I don't know if I'm over correcting <laughs> with the next set. I really don't know. And because I don't play it or have it two more kids to run this experiment. <laughs> I'm going to have to accept this, but I think that I, I I wanted to start a, start the conversation about parenting without judgment, without any judgment and the mistakes that we make. And um, I guess I'm in a unique position because the mistakes that I made with the older set, I now have the opportunity to correct. Um, when my older set told me about the issues what they had with me being there and emotional and everything, they were grown. Um, I'm like... I mean, if you want to go back in the womb, I could try to push you back in and push you back out and then start over, but that's probably not going to happen. So we got to deal from here and move forward. And I can only do, I can only approve from here. I can't go backwards. Um, And I guess that's part of holding yourself accountable. I find that sometimes, and I had a situation today and it's like, okay, there's nothing I could do. I, you know, I'm holding myself accountable for this, but what do you want? Blood? It's nothing else I can do, and it's nothing I can do about the past. So accepting that and saying, but from this point on, these are the things I could do. So now I have the second set, and 
I don't like, like I said, we're going through it now. And some of the things and challenges that I find parenting is that now finally, you know, your girl, whatever, but I got my ish together, got a divorce and everything is to navigate this situation without their other parent, without their father. And I like, of course, sometimes I'm like, am I getting this wrong? Um, am I doing the right thing? They, yesterday, just yesterday, Zach, he was talking in a roundabout way about his father. And I hit him with the Dame Dash. I know, don't look, don't judge me to my face. I hit him with the Dame Dash. I'm like, look, if you have a question, ask me a question. Ask about it. Don't, no being around the bush, no, nothing. What's your question? And ask me. You're free to ask me. And I always tell him, like, you know, we gang gang. You're free to ask me. And he wanted to inquire about, you know, why he doesn't see his father and what his father says, the reason that he doesn't see him and things like that. So, you know, normally you don't want to have these conversations with the kid and you try to, like, stay what well, they always say, leave the kid out of it, do this, do that. But now I have my kid coming to me with a direct question. No roundabout way. Um, my my daughter, I guess y'all going to know them soon because they're going to be launching stuff. But they, she had a similar question a long time ago. And she said, you know, why don't we see our father? Is it your fault that we don't see our father? And I said, absolutely not. And she left it alone. Um, and now, so my son had this direct question about it. And at that point, when I want to go answer his question, I was like, okay, so I, I have to hold myself accountable and take some accountability in this because while what his father told him wasn't a hundred percent true, um, and it left out, of course he was the hero and I was the villain, but it is somewhat true, and that's the part I had to accept and accept accountability for yesterday because I never thought about it that way. And um, I guess I'm being vulnerable and everything, and I really, I told you, I came to a place, I really don't give a F what people think about me for the most part. Um, as long as you ain't spreading bad news about my business, that's not true, or you're not telling lies, I really don't care. But I had to, that there... There's a court order that says what goes on with these kids. Um, their dad chooses not to comply with the court order about what goes on in these kids and how he can see them. So what I had to accept is that while he is making the choice to not comply so that he can see them, I have also made a choice to not allow him to see them unless he complies. And that I had to take accountability for. And normally before when I was the PUS, I would be like, oh, my God, you're such a bad parent. Why? Why did you do this to them? But yesterday I stood in it and I was like, yes, and I'm good on that. I am good on that. But I had to get to that point of accepting that, that, yes, you're also playing a part in this. Um like I said, I'm good on it. I'm not willing to change my stance on it or anything. I'm pretty much good on it. But having these type of conversations with the kids is something that I I, I made a decision that I'm going to be there and support you and answer these questions for you. And then 
uh, my son and I, we had a conversation a little bit longer. I said, you have any more questions about it? He asked his questions and then he, he made his comments. I made my, you know, I didn't really make any comments. I just gave him the facts. Um, and then I say, you know, you always feel free to ask me anything or to talk to me about anything. Now, as a black parent and having older kids, that's not something I would have done back then. Because back then is, oh, it's none of your business. Stay in a child's place. Da, 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 da. But now I'm like, well, let me try this differently. And I don't know. We got to see how it goes. I'm also dealing with issues with my daughter. And um, I had made a post. I'm thinking about taking her out of traditional school and putting her more in a creative school. Um, It doesn't seem like uh, the typical learning is what she's interested in or that um, it's going to help her in the long run. So, well, I don't want to say it will help her in the long run because you all, we all need the basics. But if you're spending, I feel like if her, her true passion and her calling and her purpose is to be creative and that's how she expresses herself, to try to sit her in a classroom from 8.30 to 2.45 and say, okay, reading, writing, math, this and that, every day, every day. It's really not going to help her where we're sitting here two hours a night doing homework that's still not getting done. And she doesn't seem to be concerned about it. Um, I don't know if that's really going to help her in the long run because then she struggles. What I've seen with other people who are creative, um, I got I to gotta, I gotta start acknowledging and accepting my, that I'm create, creative also. But... Um, it's just different with me. But what I see with her creativity and with other people that are creative, it's like they just get through school. Like they're C at best. Like everything is going to be C at best. But they're spending the majority of their time to get to those C's as opposed to going to a non-traditional school and spending more of the time on those create creative... um juices or passions and things like that so that once they're finished they're not c at best they're a plus in how to use different mediums for art or acting or whatever it is and that's going to serve them more in the long run than getting c's and struggling through school will and that's just my opinion about it so um I guess at some point I would have to talk to her dad. Not that I give a F really what he says about it, but um, I don't, yeah, I I was going to say, I don't want to say it like that, but I think I'm just trying to be fake nice. I I really don't give a F what he says about it, but I'm really looking into taking her out of a traditional school and putting her more in a creative school. So now that's one of the things, you know, as a parent, you have to deal with like, is this the right decision for my child? Um, How will I know it? In life, there's decisions, every decision we make, every single one. And I know we all got those friends and there's people who say, oh, I knew that wasn't going to work. Or that's why you should have did. Tell them to shut the F up. Because until you actually make the decision and take the action, you don't know if it's going to work or not. 
Um, I'm more of a, and y'all know my woo-woo spiritual stuff that I'm into. So when I go into things, I go in with a positive mind. I go in with this is going to work um, and put that energy into it as opposed to anything else. But until I take that action... I don't know what's going to happen. And that's just how, how we got to navigate life. Like you got to take, um, people call them risk. I just say it's making a decision. Um, every decision we make is a risk. Honestly, when you decide to hit the snooze button, instead of getting up out the bed in the morning, you're taking a risk that that extra 10 minutes, well, my phone for some reason only does eight, but the extra eight minutes that you're snoozing may cause you to be late on the other end or it may cause you to miss something or something you're always making uh you're always taking a risk when you're making a decision um and you have to just do that so with parenting I feel like this is a risky business <laughs> we really don't know what's going on um uh, in addition to those issues I'm also now dealing with the issue and I'm not struggling with anything I'm working through. Um, remember one of my earlier episodes, words have power. Uh, y'all should check out, uh, West side guns album. And then you, and then pray for me. Um, but words have power. So I'm working through the whole issue of who do I allow in my children's lives versus who do I not allow in their lives? And, um, you know, I've been gushing about my sisters. And when I say my sisters, y'all know that I mean um, my friend. I don't, I still didn't ask them if I could say their damn name. But one is Miss Jackson, if she nasty. But I never asked them if I could say their damn name. So I don't, I'm not going to say. But um, those, so with my sisters, like, they have become a big part in my children's lives. Where that's something I don't think I really ever had where it was friends or anything where my, my kids look at my, my sisters, my friends that I call my sisters, my real sisters, they look at them the same way that they look at my biological sister It's no, there's no difference. They're all titis and aunties. It's all the same to them. And I really love that. I really do. I love that. I love that they have those other people to go to. Now, on the other hand, I'm really, you know, so I'm embracing that, having more people in their lives. But now I'm working through whether and how to cut other people off at their in their lives that are not, that it's not so great. Um, we've, we had an issue recently with one of their relatives, and I just felt like, I guess I'm trying to, so... I don't care about telling my business, but I don't want it to be that I'm telling someone else's business or whatever. And they're free to start a podcast, put it up on um, Apple, YouTube, Spotify, and they could tell what they think, what their side of the story is. But I'm struggling with that because I've seen that I don't believe that they're treating my children in a way that's best for them. And... Um, of course, I'm sure they have a different version of it. And um, I have rules with my children. You can't take my children and block me on the phone um, and just, I don't know what's going on. You can't. And they're mine. That's me 
being upset and mad that they don't want to talk to me. And so I won't let them see my kids and they won't hear anything else other than that. And I have to allow them to have their position on that, but I'm not backing down on mine. My rule is if you have, if my kids are going with someone, I need to be able to get in contact, not only with my children, but with that person also. Um, now, my therapist, she's of a different position to me because I'm always giving somebody some damn grace. I'm like, oh, you know, it could be this, it could be that. She's like, F them, F them, F them, F them, F them, F them. And she's saying that the fact, her position is that if someone is willing to do that and to be that, they don't deserve to be around your children at all to begin with. And y'all can let me know what y'all think about it. Because um, I just love to hear other people's opinions on things y'all know, grown opinionated. I like to hear y'all opinion, but that's her position is that they don't deserve and they shouldn't be around your kids. They don't deserve to be around your kids because if it's that, I mean, that's something she, and this is her words, um, is that it's so basic. And so like that, if you have somebody's child, you would at least not block them on the phone so they could communicate. And if your hatred or whatever for that person is that deep that you can't even unblock them in order to spend time with the kids, then, you know, what else is going on? What else is your hatred driving you to do during this time? And so I think that that's one of the issues that I'm working through. Sorry, I wouldn't know phone rings at certain times and my kids are not around. I'm like, uh, maybe this is important and it didn't have a thing. But so that's her position. That's my position is what else is their hatred driving them to do? And recently, you know, this person made plans with my children. They were going to go somewhere and things like that. And, and you know how I feel. Well, if you don't, um, I'm going to let you know. I don't feel like people should be making plans with children. Um, it's something underlying there because children are children and they should not be put in that position because, of course, you're like, oh, I want to take you to uh, the, the tent, the trampoline place. So I want to take you somewhere fun and this and this and that. And then it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to go. And they make all of these plans and they never confirm with you or even tell you about it. And then they expect to pick up the kid at a certain time. And you're like, well, you never even asked my permission, number one. And then you never confirm a child cannot make plans on their own. But the fact that an adult would decide to make plans with a child is, um, to me, it, it is really a sign of something not right and something I don't want my children exposed to. I don't want them going through that because that's just not healthy behavior. It's not. Adults do not make plans with children that their parents cannot know about. Um, maybe molesters or somebody else would do something like that where they're like, don't tell your mom. But regular adults do not. So with that being said, this person made plans and everything. And my son came to me on, you know, they told me, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then he came to me and he's like, okay, you're going to take us, right? And I said, yeah, of course, I'll take you to the place and this and that. And that person then said, well, forget it. I don't know why your mother needs to take you. If your mother has to take you, then forget it. Uh, Y'all can't go, forget it. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, to a nine and a seven year old. So of course, I I wasn't upset. I wasn't upset that they did that. I was just upset about the man. I don't think. Well, let me be honest. I wasn't really upset or shocked at all because I didn't expect anything different because this is on course with their behavior. However, it got me starting to think like my therapist, like what's really going on here is if you have that big of a problem with their mother taking them to the place, what's really going on here? What's really going on? And it wasn't their dad. Um, They dad don't want to do <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but they dad, F him. He just, whatever. But it's like, what what's really going on? And then that started making me think, like my therapist is saying, is that your children should not be with a person who acts and behaves in this way and has this much hatred. I don't think the hatred is for um, me per se. I think the hatred is for my, how can I say? The same way I hold myself accountable for stuff, um, I now hold other people accountable for stuff. So if you did something wrong to me or whatever, if you did something wrong to me, I'm not one of those people where I'm going to block you, I'm not going to talk to you, and you're dead to me. No. Listen, hey, you did X, Y, Z. That bothered me or I had a problem with it. Um, let's, Let's discuss this. Let's meet up. And in my family, which I told y'all about how my family and it, it it was embedded in us and no disrespect to my mother or her family or anybody. But we don't realize that those traits and those things that the way you're brought up, that they just pass down generation to generation to generation. And in my family, that's not how we resolve conflict. Uh, we could physically fight, but we even physically fight and we didn't resolve conflict. It's just like. We're going to add the physical fight on top of the other mess, <laughs> but it's still not resolved. We don't, we, it's just not what we did. We don't sit down and say, okay, what did I do to offend you? This is what I did. This is what I meant. And just communicate. We don't at all. It's just not something that's done. And that leads, of course, to a lot of problems. I, I say most problems, 90% of problems is a miscommunication. They start from... They lie with miscommunication. If everybody would step back and take two seconds and listen to the other person and then clearly communicate their position, a lot of this would be avoided. But that's not how we do things. Um, well, that's not how. Let me correct myself. Ooh, let me hold on. Life lessons coming through. Y'all seeing them at work live. That's how they deal with things. I no longer I don't do that and I no longer participate in that. If I have a problem with someone or if they do something to me, I'm like, listen, you did this and um because I'm so Jersey City, I'm like, look, either we could break bread, try to fix this and talk about it or whatever, or this it. This rally we could beef. Like we could just like not mess with each other. But I say F. Uh, I, I use fuck for a lot of things, but I say F. So then we just won't F with each other. And of course, people make the decision that, you know, I'm not going to do that if you think you're going to hold me accountable for anything. I've had family members where they tell me, you did this, you did that, you did that to me. And I sit for it. And then when I go to say, okay, but this is, ah, da, da, da. they like, no, 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 no. You, you missing a point. This is not that type of meeting. It's only about you. 
And now I want you to apologize. And I want you to apologize for the things I did to you too. And then we're done here. And I, I just don't participate in that. So um, when I say I don't think that this person actually hates me or that their hatred for me is what I think is the fact that I just won't conform. I won't conform. And I've, I'm not the person that I was before where stuff like this would hurt me. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. Now, shit, I say thank you. I say thank you, God. Thank you to the universe for removing anything that's not meant for me, that was not for me. And then I also pray for their peace. I say, please give them peace. I hope that they have peace now that I'm not in it, that I'm not in their lives or whatever. I give them peace. And um, that's how I handle it. But before I'd be like, oh, God, oh, and what, this or that. And then the person I was with would also play on it. Well, that's why nobody, and and that also played a part into how I feel. Um, Once I did the work on myself, y'all know I'm big on doing the work. And uh, I can't tell you how many self-help books and meditation and things I listen to. But doing the work, once I did the work on myself, I really didn't give a fuck. And I saw what I wasn't able to see when I wasn't doing the work. So now, like how I say these friends that I have that I call my sisters, I wasn't able to see that these could be my sisters or these could be my people because I was so focused on what wasn't. Oh, man, I should be writing down these tips. Make sure y'all write that one down. That sometimes you're so focused on what isn't happening and what's not going on and what you don't, I don't want to say what you don't have or, but what the problems are that you're not focusing on the good things and you're not allowing that to come into your life. You're not allowing those positive things to be a part of your life, to be a better part of your life. Because instead of you choosing to spend time with the people who are showing up for you, who are there for you, you're chasing and worrying about the people who are not doing it for you. And God forbid if they call and say, okay, we're going to let you in. You're like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. That's my real thing. Meanwhile, these people are consistently there for you. And um, I think that that one, I, I would say that doesn't require a lot of work. That one doesn't. You just have to stop and think and look and um, and say like, okay, what's going on here? What am I supposed to be getting out of here? What's going well here? And um, just to wrap it up and tie it up into what happened to me today, when I was in traffic for the uh, four hours, three hours or whatever, I was in traffic this morning. Um, I went through the stages where I was getting pissed. I was getting upset. I was doing I was like, oh, my God. what is this? And then I, I in some weird way, I had tried to start blaming myself for traffic. Um, how did I control it? I have no freaking clue. Um, but I was going in and then I said, okay, stop, breathe. What's really going on here? What could you first, I was like, okay, what could you be using this time for? So then I went to some of the videos I like to, um, watch on YouTube. And because I'm always, I'm a big believer in give what you seek out of the universe and desire. Um, you guys, I have not been quiet about it. I have not been bashful about it. I'm looking to get more into a creative space. And that includes, you know, you have to have a following of people who's going to listen to your podcast, people who are going to watch your videos, 
and look at your pictures or whatever. So I give that. I was already giving it, but I, I, I intentionally give it to certain people. And before where I wouldn't subscribe to videos just for channels, whatever, I just didn't. Now I'm like, let me give this because that's what I'm, you know, I hope to get in return. And that's what I'm seeking from the you. So let me give more of it. And I'm sure you all heard of it. Usually it, people equated with money. They like, oh, I gave this, this guy on a turnpike. Uh, well, not the turnpike. I don't think they out there. On one and nine, I gave him a dollar. And then the next day I got a hundred dollars. People equated with that. But I do, I literally believe in it. The more you give or what you desire, the more it comes back to you. Because you start putting out that light. So I said, okay, let me start looking at some of the YouTube videos. I've also have not been, um, I've been vocal about my desire to not practice or to do what I do in the manner that I do, that I do it, where it's like my sole thing and I'm really dependent on it and how everything works with it and to move to other things and look into other opportunities. There's always a joke about, we like to open up, um, restaurants and coffee shops <laughs> and I'm looking into those because you know things like that but I'm looking into those things so then I said okay what is this showing me because I thought that this this meeting this case whatever that I had today was what was going to give me that feeling that okay you don't need to give it all up and it's okay and you could do it in this manner Yet here I sit in three-hour traffic, and is this the best use of my time um, for this? And, of course, I could get paid for sitting in a three-hour traffic, but I'm just not that type of person. I'm not, you know, I'm just not that type of person. So I was like, okay, use that as a sign. Use that as a sign, because yesterday I was in a position like, okay, I need to pick this business up. I need to get more money and this and this and that. And I'm like, use this feeling right now and this time to make you remember so what it is that your goal is and that what you're looking to do. So, like I said, this isn't something that's really hard. You have to go through the steps. We've all been there. Um, you want, you start dating a guy and you think he the best thing to slice bread and you want it to work out. And so you start taking everything that he does and then it's just going horrible and you're crying and you're drinking and you're complaining. Instead of doing that, take 10 seconds, take a deep breath in, out. Take a breath and say, okay, what's good here? What's working here? What is this trying to show me? And then use all positive all positive. Any negative thought that comes in your head, just shut that shit down. If it's like, oh, because you stupid and you ugly and nobody... Shut that shit down. Like, nah, I'm that chick. Next. And then use that to kind of motivate you and to push you through the things that you're going um, through to get through it. Uh, when I was in a car, it's funny that not on the way there, but on the way back, I was... Because I was listening to all different types of podcasts. And uh, Charlemagne was on a podcast and he says, um, it was his own podcast. So I don't want to make like he was interviewing. And he said um, about being at the BET Awards, he said, no, because I believe that everybody is right where they need to be at that time. And it, it just was so, I mean, yes, it was so perfect for how my day 
went that I was like, yeah, I needed that experience. I needed to be stuck in traffic for that amount of time, um, missing my workout sex- sessions and jogging and yoga that I normally would love to do and enjoy, and sitting in his car and um, being miserable. Well, not being miserable, but sitting in this car for this amount of time and then for the outcome to be how it was and everything just be totally out of my control. Because sometimes, I mean, I I haven't been kind to myself in the past. I would blame myself for everything. Um, even if I wasn't there, I had no, you know, and we'll dive into that about how you're parenting. Um really quick it's just something that was embedded in me by my mother like you're the fault you're the problem it's always you so I adopted that as an adult to a certain extent and so I believe that but when he said that it was just so on the money because I'm like now none of this stuff was in my control there's nothing I could have did in any of these situations that happened today and yet it still turned out this way and it's like, so it would show me that you're not, you're, I needed to be in that space because it showed me that you're not the one to blame for certain things. And if this is not bringing you the joy and the happiness that you desire, even to the point I was trying to call my best friend like numerous times throughout the day and I could not even get her on the damn phone. I'm like, what the F? So, but I needed all of that. I needed all of that so that I can... Remember those when the next time someone says, hey, can you do? And I'm like, uh, probably not because um, I'm going to focus on this. But that's my spill for today. Don't forget. So if you take anything away, remember the end part. Abby, you're right where you're supposed to be at at all times. If that place feels unpleasant, uncomfortable, take 10 seconds, take a deep breath, and then look at, what you're not seeing by focusing on what's not there. Look at the positive part of it. Look at, look deeper to get, where are you supposed to be getting out of that experience? And once you do that, you will find the comfort. It won't be unpleasant anymore. You'll be laughing and smiling like I was sitting on the um, side of a bridge doing Zoom meetings. So if you take away nothing else, I hope you do. We were kind of all over the place today. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at grown underscore and underscore opinionated. Um, the YouTube channel is the same, grown and opinionated. I'm Sasha from Grown and Opinionated on the um, YouTube streets. On Twitter, I'm JMO about. Follow me on Twitter. Hit me up. If there's anything you guys would like for me to discuss or talk about, want to know my opinion, hit me up. Leave comments. I love comments. Give me some feedback. I love it. I really appreciate it. All right. Until next time, Sasha out. Peace.